0: spot, put it in park, here we go.
1: It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys Racing the weekend. What is going on guys? Dever here alongside my co-host Bush for episode 39 of the Free Parking Podcast.
0: What's up everybody? And what is up Dever? How's Florida treating you down there? Uh honestly not so
1: great. Things are trending <laughs> in the opposite direction down here in terms of the coronavirus. The the coronavirus. Are you are you dead serious? Yeah, uh yeah, for lack of a better word, dead serious. Like the cases are trending the opposite direction. We opened a little too early, probably. People are taking it a little lightly, and now we're paying the price. No, seriously, masks are now mandatory in this county, in Tampa, Hillsborough County. Um, spikes in cases, not great. Not good. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were stoked to get back to hockey. They had, that, had an awesome promo video where they were all on jet skis with each other, riding around the city in the mm-hmm. waterways. Three of them tested positive over last week. Yes, yeah, so not all. I mean, coronavirus related not awesome weather's been beautiful though i've been doing a lot a lot of cool stuff but uh Kuroka virus not not treating us well now so you guys can enjoy it i'm stuck
0: well honestly not the answer i was expecting at all i was i was still hoping you're gonna be like eh, you know it's just been thunderstorming a lot but then you hit me with you hit me with some with some dark stuff there
1: no it's like you know wave two and they're saying like this is still wave one I, I, it's not great it's not great to be honest But instead of myself going back out to the bars and restaurants, I actually threw up a new blog just today. You know, you always talk about like guys relating to TV show and movie characters. Well, I wrote about the entire free parking crew and talked about us if we were sports movie characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a pretty, pretty in-depth read. I, I threw a couple YouTube videos as well. My favorite scenes from those characters. And I went through all the boys. And did you like yours? Did you see yours?
0: Uh, yeah, you know what? I read it actually a few times because I wanted to really dive into it and see how accurate you really were. And you did you did a really good job. Uh, the one that I think is the most spot on, hundred percent correct is Mead, who is the guy from Moneyball. Um, I mean, I think that one couldn't have gone any other way. I mean, that was like a, it was like a no brainer for him.
1: For me, it was the Bryce Happy Gilmore one was just so natural. I mean, Nate being Phil Brickman from uh, Rookie of the Year, because he always says hot ice.
2: Hot ice. That's right. Hot ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds.
1: But Bryce being Happy Gilmore, my description of Bryce, I mean, he can't skate that well, but he loves the game of hockey. So he would get cut from the team like Happy Gilmore. And then he can bomb a drive, but he's got to work on that short game. He needs to learn how to tap it in. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a fun one, too. And then, of course, Fundy being uh, Porter from, from Sandlot. A couple good ones, highlights, and the rest of the cruise and the rest of the blog. So feel free to check it out. Appreciate the read.
0: No doubt. And while we're, while we're plugging here, I want to talk about Free Parking's brand in general. So on our Instagram, obviously, we just peaked over 700 followers. Thank you very much to everyone who did that. Yeah, golf clap, golf clap. So, so unbelievably appreciative and and thankful to have you guys as fans and and listening. Uh, We can't thank you enough. However, what I did want to stress to you guys is in our Instagram bio, we are a lifestyle brand. We provide pages top tier content and in a wide array of things esports, outdoor excursions, sports betting, you name it, beer reviews. And we have three sub accounts on Instagram as well. So go check them out. Free Parking Nomads at Free Parking Nomads covers your hunting, your fishing, your, your skeet shooting, all of that great stuff, your hiking. So Free Parking Esports. We have a team, the Snowmen, the Free Parking Esports team, which covers all gaming content. So you might not like you might not like random sports updates. You might not like certain content, but if you like specifics, head over to Esports Gaming. Head over to Nomads. Um, our team consists of Ink Gaming, who is a Twitch affiliate and, and a rapidly growing gamer. Myself, Bushwhack Gaming, who is also in the same boat. Little about half the size of Ink and growing. And then we have a brand-new streamer who's looking to get a lot of content out, Riggs Gaming. So keep an eye out on Free Parking Esports for that. Then I'd also like to talk about the pub. Deeves the pub. This is what we this is what we basically started the podcast on. It's why it's in our main logo. It's the beer, the beer reviews. And that is the Free Parking Pub on Instagram. Deaver, please.
1: Yeah, so Mead came to us with this idea recently, and he, he noticed that Bush and I were straying away from the beer reviews, right? It's in our logo. It's one of the main topics of the pod. Episodes 1 through, I don't know, 15, 20, we were heavy on the beer reviews. Every episode, we'd break one down. But then Bush and I started to get a little busy with the day job. We started recording the podcast on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night to release for Fridays, which we've been doing for, you know, the recent history. And I'm trying to watch the LBS, man. I can't be drinking beers on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. I can't be going to work with a hangover in the office. So we we lessen the beer reviews, but Meads here to bring them back, and that's with the at Free Parking Pub account on Instagram. He is our resident beer connoisseur. You know, while we're drinking Bud Light and Coors Light and White Claws, he's drinking the good stuff. Like if you're looking for, you know, a craft brewery, if you're looking for a higher end IPA. Um, something that you know you want to take to your girlfriend's dad's house or you want to, you know, show up your parents with or, or your buddies with, go to Free Parking Pub. He's gonna show you exactly what you need to be drinking on the weekend. Um, and that's that's basically the premise for that one.
0: Absolutely. So those are, are our three major subdivisions that we have here at the free parking podcast. We also obviously have the chopping block and think cap and I mean, dude, it's getting so big. It's getting so big.
1: Super excited to finally get into some non-coronavirus-related news, right? We'll dabble some in throughout the podcast, but there's some other stuff to talk about. And with the NFL, a couple key movements in the offseason. Obviously, teams are gearing back up. There's a lot of you know, private player workouts going on right now. But one of the offseason discussions was the Dak Prescott contract situation. And one of our bloggers, Jake Duffy, Jay Duff, posted a blog about this earlier on in the year. We finally have some answers, some answers with the Dak Prescott contract situation. He has signed his franchise tag with the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to pay him $31.4 million this season. Uh, But, Bush, both sides are trying to iron out things long term. I hear that Dak wants to sign a four-year deal while the Cowboys want to lock him up for five. Money's obviously an issue here. Um, Dak thinks he can go to the market, similar to how Kirk Cousins did recently, uh, and get more money afterwards. July 15th is a key date here because it's the last day the teams can extend franchise-tagged players. Now, the rumor mill stirring is that we won't see a Le'Veon Bell situation because the Steelers obviously franchise-tagged Le'Veon Bell. He held out. That's when he left to go you know, to the Jets. That, that's how that transpired. They think that Dak Prescott will not help hold out. He'll be the captain of his team, be the quarterback, come to training camp, start the season with them. But there will be blood in the water if they can't come to an extension soon uh what's your take on Dak Prescott man is he worth the, is he worth the dollars I know you know asking an Eagles fan that's not an easy ask <laughs> but I don't know man he's the face of their franchise right if they have a quarterback that's serviceable they haven't been able to get it per se done but he has some decent stats man one that one that I saw recently was his deep balls he's the sixth most accurate six most accurate passer of deep balls and deep balls are considered over 21 yards uh in 2019 he had like 55 percent of his deep balls were were completed And now adding, you know, CD Lamb as another wide receiver for him, is he the true issue with this Cowboys team? I don't think so. So, do you sign the guy and move on and work around him? In my opinion, yes. You give the guy what he wants, and you, you go to the next step, dude. Being in a quarterback struggle, take a look at the Browns. Take a look at the you know teams that have been fighting for a quarterback for so long: the Dolphins, the Jets, the. Jaguars, right? Teams that have been facing quarterback issues forever. When you get a guy that can kind of do it, you might as well keep him.
0: Okay, I disagree with a lot of what you said. Um, That's why we have this podcast. That's exactly why we have this podcast. So one thing you mentioned early on in your statement, I was actually taking a couple notes because I didn't want to forget. You compared Dak's situation to a cousin situation. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at Cousins. Wasn't very good with the Redskins, not very good with the Vikings, not clutch on Monday Night Football. Dak Prescott is the same exact guy. Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins. He's going to try to get his big payday. He's going to get it, and he's not going to he's not gonna pan out. And see, that's what I'm thinking. The other thing that you mentioned here was that Dak is the face of the Cowboys. I completely disagree. Ezekiel Elliott is the face of that franchise. Ezekiel Elliott, that offense goes through him. Dak Prescott is surrounded by, what is it, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. He's got a powerhouse offense, and he has and a one. C. D. And now C.D. And now CeeDee Lamb. And he doesn't have one damn playoff win with any of those pro bowl, all team, all NFL, whatever. Not one playoff win in his years. Carson Wentz, multiple.
1: I think I'm coming from the the, play, the player standpoint here in terms of Dak's standpoint. Pay him his money, man. People are getting paid around the league top dollar to not as, play as well as Dak Prescott plays. And that's just case in point, right? Take a look at Matt Stafford, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the entire league. Take a look at Kirk Cousins. The list kind of goes on and on. And I think Dak, being the serviceable quarterback that he is, again, I don't know if he's the biggest problem right now
0: with the Cowboys. If I was the Cowboys who who we absolutely know has the money to give him what he wants. Give Dak the four-year deal, give him the money, and then just just don't even worry about it. Like, I'm in the boat of, I'm with you. I'm with you to pay him what he wants, but I'm, but I'm on the other side of the boat here. Same boat, other side of it. You're starboard, I'm the other side, whatever that's called. You're the
1: bow. You're the bow. Yeah,
0: I'm the bow, I, right. I recently did a tour of a battleship. I kind of learned these things. Thank you, thank you. And so you're on the side of pay him his money. He could pan out. I'm the side of pay him his money and then get him the hell out of there and get the new guy, man, because he hasn't proven himself with a star offense. Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper. Now he's got CD. If he does not do anything this season, if he doesn't win a playoff game this season, he's done with the Cowboys. Dude, he's done just like Jason Garrett was. Jason Garrett was given his chance and didn't perform. And now he's done. You see what I'm saying though, dude? Like I'm I'm in your boat, pay him his money, but dude, I'm on the other side of that boat, bro. Dude, he's not he's not f-ing.
1: I just I would hate to be the Cowboys and not have a quarterback for X amount of years. That's that's my take is like just pay him the money and, and keep going. Because a running back, the Le'Veon uh, Bell situation does not compare to the Dak Prescott situation. You're franchise taking a quarterback, right? It's multiple years. It's like that guy's playing for eleven years. You don't find those on a grapevine. You can't draft a third round guy that can give you and a four and a half yards of carry, that that plays for four to five years, right? A quarterback plays for eleven to fifteen years sometimes, right? That guy is like a, a, a pillar of your team. That's why I'm saying you got to pay him.
0: Pillar of your team with fire firepower offense and a good and a hell of a defense, and he hasn't won. Yeah,
1: let him ride. No, it's let tough. him ride now. He's finally got what he you know he finally has the head coach he needs. He finally has another offensive weapon that he needs. Um, And he needs a a healthy team around him and a defense finally. I don't think it's his fault, even though it comes down to the debt. You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to number one, the quarterback. But I think you got to pay him and and, and ride with him. Or you could see the Cowboys being in turmoil. You didn't make a playoff game last year. You can make a playoff game for the next six years if you destroy your quarterback situation without like a, a major splash signing or trading for somebody. If you're in that rotation of drafting guys like the Broncos did, and you have a Paxton Lynch, and then you have a Tim Tebow, and then you have a Joe Flacco, and then you have a keep them going, right? That sucks. That absolutely sucks. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I It'll do that with running backs work. and wide receivers all day, man. All, all
0: day. day. All day. All day. So, to you can that- find
2: any of them late.
0: To that point, Deaver, let's look at Matthew Stafford and let's look at a couple of the other steady quarterbacks who teams have paid who haven't delivered. Matthew Stafford is a prime example of who you brought up earlier, who was paid his money, a very good chunk of money, and injured, didn't pr- didn't deliver, this and that. That is that is what I picture Dak doing if the Cowboys do that.
1: Do they want Kirk, that? Kirk Cousins as well. I'll be devil's advocate at my own point. Kirk Cousins, right? He has Dalvin Cook. He has uh, Stephon Diggs. He has my boy. Does he still have, he still have Diggs? D- Diggs Adam, is on the bill. Adams, no, 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 no. Nobody had, but he yeah, had Adam. those guys. Yeah, yeah. Those weapons, right? And a good defense, and a great defense. Yeah. Alvin Cook injured Stefan or Adam Thielen in and out throughout the entire time. All while Cal- you know Kirk Cousins wasn't the the guy. The guy Dak Prescott's setting up for a perfect situation. Matt Stafford, same thing as Kirk, right? Or actually, even lesser. He had no weapons. He had nobody. Megatron's Nothing. gone. No running back, right? Who's he got? Riddick. Like, there's nobody on that team. So I no defense either, and really no head coach until Patricia came in. And who knows? Really, you know, we haven't really seen the best of Matt Patricia. So I'm saying that this situation is setting up perfectly to forget about it. Let's check one off the list. The number one one on the entire
0: list is a quarterback. Check it off the list.
1: Pay him his money. And let's try to win some football games and figure out yep. the rest.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't see it running that way, bro. I I just don't. I see them paying his money and he's turning into Stafford.
1: You know what the big variable is in this entire thing? You don't see it running that way is Jerry Jones. That's that's the way we don't see it running. Right. The guy with the biggest ego compared to, I don't know, our president. Like there's no other there's no other guy with a bigger, bigger ego here and not to go political, but like that guy is going to do what he wants. If he if if he doesn't think that somebody's worth an X amount of dollars, he's going to lowball. And he's going to say, I can, I can find somebody cheaper. I can find somebody better. And Is that
0: not what he's doing? Is that not what he's doing right now?
1: Like you said, that's what's going to happen. And I think
0: it's wrong. I think they need to pay him and move on. That's what, that's where we're at. All right. We'll We'll, we'll let the, we'll let the listeners decide uh, the points here. Uh, but That was a great talk. I, I appreciate you uh, entertaining my points. We got Fundy in the house here to discuss some MLB. <laughs> uh, you know, Fundy chimed in right as we were in the middle of our football discussion. So Fundy, welcome.
2: How are we doing boys?
1: So funny, I've called you recently in a blog of mine, the resident baseball blogger, resident baseball guy, really, of the Free Parking podcast. Even though I'm yeah. a pseudo baseball guy, we got a couple guys that chime in and out. you're truly the baseball guy, right? D3 standout, played all your life, you're still, you know, you're still putting in time on the field, doing some field work. So funny. Amazing news this week out of the Major League. Again, Major League baseball are they an association? Are they a league? <laughs> the MLB and the MLBPA have agreed to terms on a 60-game season. And that includes all the health and safety mandates that they're gonna, you know, make sure their players are getting back on the field as safe as possible. All the protocols are in place. Training camp teams will report the first week of July, and opening day is scheduled to take place at the end of July. I think either the 23rd or the 24th. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to lay out a little more of the ground rules before we get into the conversation, the season will have the same 10-team playoff structure at the end of the year. There will be a DH for both the NL and the AL, or sorry, AL and the NL for the first time ever. Extra innings will be started with a runner on second base. This is a really cool one for me, and we could talk about it later, but it was used in the World World Baseball Classic of late, I think it's gonna be amazing for the game. To me, extra innings are a reason for fans to leave, or a reason for people to turn off the TV, or a reason for players to get hurt, pitchers to get tired, and the whole season to get thrown out of whack just because the Marlins and the Phillies went to 17 innings. So I'm excited for runners to start on second base, similar to to me, like a sudden death in hockey or or football, where you know we kind of have, especially in college, where you know they're they're a drive on their way into the end zone. Um last little bit, the trade deadline will continue, but it'll end on August 31st. Teams will have a taxi squad, which they're calling it, which is up to 60 players that can cycle into a major league roster, while the day-to-day roster will be 26 to 30 players, kind of changing as the season digresses. Um, And the last point out of me is there will be a COVID-19 injured list. Did you guys know about that? There's a COVID-19 injured list. It's crazy. Being placed on an injured list for a broken arm torn ACL, and there's a certain amount of time that that player has to stay on the injured list. I think it's 15 days, you know, 45 days extended injured list. There's a COVID-19 injured list, and that player has no minimum or maximum staying on the IL. So, boys, baseball's back.
0: So what I want to get into real quick, uh, I did this for Fundy for this episode because I knew it was coming on, but uh, here you go, Fundy. I did this for you. No, you're not.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Look at my... He's fully cleaned it up. He's, yeah. He, you know, I Well I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna do it, but I it's
1: and Fundy's sending a spirit off. So folks that are listening on uh, just audio, Spotify, or Apple Podcast, Bush just showed off to Fundy a full baseball getup. If you didn't know, Bush is starting a men's software league in the next couple of weeks and bush is recording this entire podcast head to toe uni- uniform he has his jersey his baseball pants baseball belt and cleats inside cleats. Of his cleats. own apartment
0: Underarmers, they're gorgeous oh yeah those are
2: fresh fresh are out those of today.
0: they look like bryce harper's they are bryce harper's 28 bucks on amazon <laughs> probably not bryce harper's
2: unbelievable unbelievable get up i'm, I'm i couldn't be any happier Uh, I did it for you, bro. So let's get into some MLB here. All right. So baseball's back. Can't believe we're finally talking about it's back. This has been going on for about uh, back and forth for a couple months now. I feel like it feels like an eternity. Um, You always had the sense that baseball was going to come back. I mean, were they really going to be the only sport that wasn't going to be back? You think they're going to lose out on all this playoff revenue? Come on. No way. There's no way. Like I wrote in my previous blog that I thought baseball should have been the first sport back. I mean, technically they're going to be. Um, full time sport back, uh, daily sport. I mean, soccer's back, whatever, uh, we live in America, so big four, big four, (laughs) right? Exactly. Um, I'm pretty pumped about baseball being back. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's really tough to get into baseball if you're not, um, a fan when you're little, but I don't know it being the first thing on TV. I feel like a lot of people are going to watch it.
1: I'm pretty happy. And I think for the amateur fan too. First off, like no other sports being on in terms of the big four, that'll be huge, right? First sport to jump back into. I don't watch baseball day to day. Guess what? Right now, with the deprivation that I have from sports, I am watching baseball day to day. I don't care if it's, you know, the Seattle Mariners versus the Oakland Athletics at 10:30 Eastern Time. I am watching that game with nobody oh, yeah. in the stands. I am watching that game, and I'm putting probably money yeah. on it um and again the 60 game season i think helps a ton and hopefully baseball gets an idea of this later on right they play 162 games man the, the dog days of summer they call it that for a reason it starts in what april ends in october november at some points like yeah let's shorten it up let's make the games that much more important and every game is going to count here now i think 60 might be a little too short and we could talk about that in a little bit because from some stuff I've been watching on ESPN of late, they're saying that some teams could have an advantage with the shortened season. And oh, yeah. They, they called out were uh, the Rays, which I was surprised with, and they said mm-hmm. that the Astros would suffer in a 60-game season. First one that comes to my mind, really, is teams like the Yankees. Um, now, again, they were a favorite beforehand, but I think that the Yankees have a better chance of you know optimizing a shortened season because of the bats that they have and the pitching that they may or may not have. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be run heavy. I think it's going to be a run yeah. heavy league because you're not going to, you know, I don't think you have to worry. Pitchers will be of short, right? Cause games will be playing seemingly, seemingly so often yeah. and the bats will be active and ready to go. So I think teams with strong batting lineups are going to win here.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy because they're playing 60 games in 66 days. So, Bonkers. The difference is, wow. is teams are teams are going to have to be they're going to have to be hot. Like, this is just a couple key points I pointed out from from last year in sixty games. So, last year, so the Oakland A's at the end of sixty games last year were thirty and thirty, um, and in the full one sixty-two, they ended up with ninety-seven wins. They had the fifth best record in the whole league. They're notorious for being a second half team. So, a team like the A's can't sit back and and be thirty games in the season and be like, whoa, like we're fifteen and fifteen, we got to step on the gas here. Like no, like you got to start out hot. You got to start out hot and stay hot. You got to win at least forty games to 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 make the playoffs. Now, Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy. And I'm thinking of teams that have
1: a big key player that goes down early on in the season have a chance to rebound later, right? You got a guy that goes on the forty five day day, you know, forty five day disabled list or sorry injured list. You have a chance to get him back. Harper goes down for two weeks, three weeks. You have a chance to get him back. Well, you got one of your big time players go on the COVID list or God forbid another injury. They're kind of gone it, yeah it, it's over yeah there's no time to there, there, <laughs> no time to, to bring it. right Stanton goes out for a long time last year right judge went out for a long time last year if they go out for a long time this year that's half or more of the season um so guys got to stay healthy
0: well one we, thing I want to bring up here was is the 20 uh, 2019 or 2018 London series Red Sox versus Yankees yeah mm-hmm. that was a, Yeah, that was a 30-run slugfest, boys. Mm -hmm. And that was so good for the game of baseball, overseas especially. To see that many runs, and to Deaver, to your point that you mentioned a few minutes ago, we are going to see hot bats, and we are going to see a lot of runs. And it's going to be good for the game of baseball, especially at a time where people want to see some active sports. We're going to be seeing a lot of runs, a lot of homers, and I think it's so good for the sport of baseball. The worst thing that baseball could
1: do is not come back, and now that they are back with these adjusted rules, I think it could be even better for the game of baseball. I think it really could be a chance for them to rebound. Thirty-run slugfest. Oh, and talking about <clears throat> talking about hot batters, there's actually a prop bet on DraftKings, I believe I saw mm-hmm. that. Yep. Will a player bat over 400 for the season? So mm-hmm. no, I don't. I don't know if anybody has ever. We got to pull up that statistic if anybody's ever batted over 400 for the entire season. But with 162 yeah, games, with thousands so. of at-bats, it's, it's next to impossible. So will we I see think, one this year? Like I Ted think, Williams?
2: I think it was Ted Williams. I believe so. I, I, that'd be my guess. I think it was Ted Williams. Do I think anybody's going to hit over 400 this year? Honestly, maybe, because, because I don't know how the pitching's going to be. I mean, obviously, these guys are going to have time in, in their in their spring trainings. But I don't know. I feel like the hitters are going to be way more ready than the pitchers. But anybody hitting 400 is impossible. I mean, I don't know. Three players have done it. Three,
0: pl- three players in history have done it. Nap LaHoy of the Cleveland Indians, George Sisler of a team a jersey says Michigan on it, so that's how long ago that was, 1922, <laughs> and then Ted Williams, 1941.
2: Yeah. We got yeah. one. That's the one what everyone knows about. We bat at 300. <laughs> um, couple things I do want to point out though before um we get further rolling here is. Even last year. So last year after 60 games, two things I do want to say is the Phillies were in first place last year after 60 games. I was going to mention that. I didn't have the statistic down, but I was going to mention that. They were, they were in or- first place. Oh. They were in first place. And they had, the, I think, the second or third best record in the entire league after 60 games last year. And we know how they ended up. They ended up uh, 81-81 and and didn't make the playoffs. And the Washington Nationals won the World Series last year, and they were one of the worst teams after 60 games last year. So that just shows you, yeah, it's it's very important to to shorten the season. But a lot of important baseball in in 162 games is played in September. September is the most important month in baseball. August and September, it's it's crazy. The Nationals were the hottest team in the league. That's that's why they won the World Series. Couldn't beat them in September. Couldn't beat them in October. In the That's, one the crazy. World Series, so. That's crazy. crazy. I wonder
1: about. if I wonder it now, you know, of course you'd want to think that no team takes it lax, right? No players takes it lax throughout the season, but they see no light at the end of the tunnel, right? Some yeah. teams probably don't see a light in the tunnel in April and May and June. Now everybody's going to be coming at it with that August, September mentality. We'll be seeing August, September baseball yeah. truly from the get. Yeah. You're right. Cause it's 60. It's literally
0: two months. Cause it
1: is <laughs> because <months>. it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So will the shortened season because, you know, right around 60 games, somewhere near that halfway mark is when teams need to either start getting hot or, you know, that's when teams start dropping off. So now in a 60 season uh, league here, I'm sorry, 60 game season here. Are we going to see those hot teams in the 30 game region be the ones who either tank or start going up around 30 games? It's tough, man. My my take is it's tough. It takes a long time to coop up games in baseball,
1: right? You you look at that leaderboard as the season comes down to the wire, the standings board, right? And you see, you know, you're three and a half games back. Three and a half games back takes two weeks to make up.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it tough. takes
1: two weeks to make up. You have to be, have the whole shot going to dirt bike and racing here. Yeah. You got to get a whole shot, and and you yeah. need to have everybody on your back because if you're already back six and a half games, a month into the season.
2: Yeah. Especially you know, when you're maybe. trying to catch a team like the, the Yankees or the Astros, like those the Astros. Like you're not you're not gonna you're not catching the Yankees. I'm sorry, but you're not catching the Yankees. You're not. You're, you're not, not. You're not. Y- Yanks are up four. I'm sorry, Tampa. You're not catching the Yanks. Like it's not happening. Would it
1: help or hurt the game of baseball if a team took a whole shot that wasn't supposed to take a whole shot and made it to the playoffs that was not expected? Now say the Yankees get in, say you mm-hmm. know say the Astros get in, say all the Dodgers, all the favorites get in, right? Say right. I don't know. The Diamondbacks, right? Say mm-hmm. the the Royals who have took a downturn since right, the World Series, right. you know, World <laughs> Series win. Say one of those teams, say that say the Rays. Say the Rays with a very, you know, detrimental, like or not full fan group down here in Tampa. Say one of those teams get yeah. Think It help or hurts the game of baseball. That's that might be a good question.
2: So I think I think a lot of what this question depends on is it's more team specific. So mm-hmm. A team like, honestly, the San Diego Padres. If they got in, it would be awesome for baseball because they just paid Machado all this money, three hundred plus million, and they have a rising, absolute, blossoming superstar shortstop in Fernando Tatis Jr. That they need to get more eyeballs on them, and the mm-hmm. best way to do it is by being good and getting in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, flip side of that is never going to happen. I will literally put my entire life on this. If the Baltimore Orioles make the playoffs this year, right? nobody's gonna care nobody's gonna want to see that Mm -hmm. so i think it's more team specific but i think in the long run it's better because more eyeballs because baseball obviously is a regional sport but you know uh i'm i i'm in the new york market i mean i'm in the middle of new jersey but we we're catered to new york it's nice to see a a team like the a's make it all the time or or teams in smaller markets because then we get to see oh oh they have this stud and and this guy's up and coming and it's it's definitely better it helps it helps grow the stars Whoever the Yankees are going to poach and and purchase next.
1: That's your your investigating. (laughs) Exactly what I'm saying. There's one uh, last statistic. I went through a bunch of ground rules. There's one last nuance to this league, and it's with arguing calls. Did you see that one? It's about arguing calls Mm -hmm. with the umpire. If a player or coach gets within six feet of an umpire – there's, like, escalated fines and ejections. crazy. It's crazy. Like, like, it's there's crazy. no chance. Like, you won't see even, like, you know, the ones that you get right in the face, but you won't see anything where a coach or a player is is up in the grill of an umpire. And I tweeted uh, the other day. I said, umpires everywhere, rejoice. They are thrilled. <laughs> they don't have to deal with anybody. No coaches, yeah. yep. no yep. players. I don't know. Somebody, somebody replied to my tweet that said, uh, actually, it was Nick Costco, episode 38 guest. He said, uh, arguments will take place over Zoom. Make sure to zoom. <laughs> yeah,
2: Del Pyro, Pyro sent a Zoom link and you got to join and that's when you argue the call. And this is my thing too, like yes, like they have a lot of these like strict guidelines in place. And I don't know if you saw this too, but like players are not allowed to visibly spit on the field like. Wow. You know, I, I spit, like I spit at work sometimes when I talk. Like it just happens. <laughs> a loud guy, I'm gonna sp- like I spit. But like you're telling me in a heated playoff game and a guy in the Yankees gets ejected that Boone's not going to go out there and freak out on the umpire. I'm sorry it's going to happen. He's going to take a couple fines, but you can't control the emotions of some of these guys in, in, in big games. It's tough. It might
1: be hilarious. It might be hilarious to see, similar to how we see it in like Walmart or the grocery stores right now, with the uh, feet markers on the ground. Right? Yeah. There's an a, there's a, there's an argument marker. Right? So that yeah. so Aaron Boone comes out and he's like, "You can stand right there. You have to stand yep. six feet behind the line, and that's where you can argue from." And Boone has to stand <laughs> there the entire time. I like, like that. Like a,
2: uh, I- almost like a penalty
1: box kind of thing, like uh like during yeah. like a little box. Yeah, no, yeah, I could I could yeah. I, you could you can fight it out for sure. There's a glass painted between you two. There's a glass yeah. painted between you two. <laughs> Bark all you want. There's a little, you know, little screen there. But uh you, I'd love to see that.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Funny, by any chance, did you get a did you get a minute to listen to episode thirty eight and me and Deavers uh baseball talk regarding umpires?
2: Uh I did not catch that. I would love to I yeah. would love to hear a brief yeah, no, I we hope, won't. I, I, we don't I want to get into it. Side.
0: We're We're not not we don't want to get into it. We don't want to get into it. But do yourself fair. Go listen to that, and then shoot us a text when you uh, <laughs> when you make your decision. Obviously, you're sent, You seem like a traditional baseball man, so I have an idea as to whose side you're going to be it's on. Tough. It's
2: However, tough, though. Um, listen, listen, I don't know. Listen. I vary. I'm not a guy that's like, ah, the of DH sucks. I'm like, no, I don't want to see freaking Jacob DeGrom hit and strike out 39 times in, in three days. Like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> all right. No. All right. So, yeah, do
0: do a little favor. Do us a little favor. Go listen to that episode, that piece. Yeah. And then, and then report back and let us know your thoughts, because I'm very interested yeah. to hear. As a, as a big baseball guy you are, I want to hear your yeah.
2: thoughts.
1: He, yeah. could probably, he could probably rip a blog about it on the can. That'll make so much sense. Yeah. Uh, and all yeah. our viewers would love that. I, 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 I trust his answer. Whatever his answer is, is, is my
0: answer. So I may yeah. be flip-flopping. But I don't think so. I think he's gonna make the. I love to hear that. I think, dude. All right, I won't. I won't. I won't anymore. I promise. I'm zipping my
2: mouth on it. Um, I have. I got a couple things. Um, real quick that I do have. I have a couple things that I want everybody to watch out for this year. Okay. Um, I could have done thirty things, but I did just quick five that I've really thought about. That like just guess you could call them storylines that that I want you guys to look out for for the season. Um, number one to me is there's three absolute mega stars on new teams this year, and it's going to be very vital to see if these three can catapult these teams in the playoffs. So number one would be obviously Garrett Cole in the Yankees, front end starter, top three pitcher in the game. Um, Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. That was not I think like yeah. not talked about enough. And then the next one was Anthony Rendon going to the Angels. I mean he was an absolute. He's one of the best third basemen in the league. Pretty much carried the Nationals, other than Soto last year, and and, and Howie Kendrick protecting Mike Trout now in L.A. That's that's going to be yeah, it's
1: going to be something to watch. Was Mookie to the Dodgers right before the coronavirus hit, or right after? Like I feel like it was almost simultaneously. Right, it was like probably end of February and, and early March was was the coronavirus and just swept hey, that entire line of the rush. Right? It's.
2: But the crazy thing is, is it wasn't. I don't think it was that early. It just happened in a very. We, they call it like a dead spot in in the off season in baseball because a lot of the big free agents signed, and then there wasn't a lot. And then it was like, oh, Mookie Betts just got traded to the Dodgers. And then <laughs> wait a minute, one more time. What
1: baseball? We're talking about baseball right now, like yeah,
2: right, like <laughs> we're just ready for like yeah, hockey, hockey and, playoffs, yeah, yeah, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So those the that's definitely that's definitely the biggest thing I want everyone to look out for. Um, next would be, and this is I think what every team's thinking about is, what are teams going to do about the Astros? I mean, people for people are will never yes. Forget that yes they still cheated like,
1: 162 games or 60 games they cheated. Right. It's the are same they gonna, players on that
2: team? Right. Like, are teams going to go out and still try and like headhunt them? Like, are they going to be? They're still going to be pissed.
1: Yeah. They should be. I would love. I hope they are. They should. Be. They, if, if they aren't, if they aren't, the Astros dodge the biggest bullet. They dodge the biggest bullet. It's like being at recess and you're about to get into a fight, and then the bell rings, and you guys have to go back to the next class. Like they should have <laughs> got their stuff pummeled, and the, they're being saved by the bell. Literally. You know, with all the more,
0: with all these conspiracy theories surrounding COVID nineteen, no one has once mentioned that the Houston Astros were involved, and now more than ever. I might be on that train. We need I'm to with you. About that. We need to be talking about that. Yeah, yeah. That's That's the destination.
1: Destination. They already, they already cheated in one World Series about it. I mean,
0: global pandemic.
1: What's next?
0: Yeah, they, I mean you can't put it past them. They already cheated in, in America's oldest pastime. So I mean, don't put it past them, dude. Don't put it past them. <laughs> it says the guy who's wearing the hat right now. <laughs> I like the I like the American. Yeah, come on. I like
2: yeah, them. yeah. Yeah, same. I like the American too. Yeah. That's why I go.
0: I, go <laughs> I, know, I,
1: got, I got I got I got America on too, too, dude. I'm not I'm not wearing a cheater. We're wearing yeah. we're in true America. You're wearing a
2: cheater. Talk, you want to talk about America guys right now, real quick? <laughs> Unplanned, by the way. Unplanned. Unplanned. Oh, okay. so stoked wow. for
1: the fourth so stoked for the fourth hey all in one, though, i am gonna plug though i am the one wearing the free parking american flag merchandise you can check it out our store if you missed the sale this weekend i'm sure there'll be another one coming up freeparkingpod.com slash store Fondi, continue
2: beautiful plug there might i add um three more i got the easiest one here is our Is baseball going to juice the balls again? Because if you remember last year in the playoffs, the balls were not juiced, and the players knew it. How many times did you see in the playoffs last year, guys fly out to the warning track? I feel like it happened every game, multiple times a game, like way more than it it did during the regular season. So I have no idea if they're going to juice the balls. They haven't really made any rumblings about it. I don't really know what's going to happen with the whole – Juice balls thing. I think they should juice them this year. If there's a year to juice them, juice now. them
0: up, dude. Juice the ball, juice them bro. up, dude.
2: Put corks in the bats, like dude. juice them up. Now, though,
1: yeah. now realistically, yes. though, realistically, the one thing that we could see here, and I, I learned about it a lot last year, is the size of the laces on the balls. Mm-hmm. The size yeah. of the laces on the baseballs, and if they increase the lace size, that deems more, leans more to the pitcher side of things. They have more control over it. They can make more yeah. spin on the ball. I'm saying make those things bald as a tire that's been running for 25,000 <laughs> miles, or, you know, 2,500,000 miles, and have it have it be a four-seam fastball league, right? Have those batters see the ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about juicing them. I'm just saying, and I, you know, it sucks to have the pitchers go back and forth from, you know, high seams, low seams,
2: but, yeah, let's juice them. So even even um, back to this whole like the ball seams thing is when I was talking about how the players can't spit on the field, a lot of players, a lot of pitchers lick their hands to get some traction. They can't do that, oh so they're gonna have to just let these guys use pine tar. They can't they can't touch the ball. Can you even, can you even blow in your hand? Or... Oh, probably not. Like oh you gotta think. God. Everybody licks their hands, gets a little feeling on it, and throws it. But you can't do that now. It's crazy.
0: What amazing effect it,
2: do they do? They get do they get the luxury of you know maybe like a wet towel like in the back they pocket? They, can, they have the wet rosin bag behind them, but like does each pitcher get their own? Because like true yeah pitching on yeah. and you're on the so I we can't use the same bag. I you know, I think that's the best way to do it. Each
0: pitcher has their own bag and they bring it out with them. I mean that seems like an easy fix to me. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, you know who else makes out. David sunflower seeds. David sunflower
1: seeds makes out because they can't be selling the large buckets where everybody goes in and grabs them like double bubble. You can't all go in and grab them, individual packets. Individual bags. Yeah, you can mark those up real high. No David free sunflower yet. seeds and double bubble. Hey, if we're talking finance, go to you know tell Mead, uh, we're buying this month double bubble and we're buying David sunflower seeds.
2: Dude, that's big.
0: that's Love big it. if true.
1: It's huge.
2: Um, last two points, um, kind of hit on this already about the universal DH. I think it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to baseball ever, ever. There's so many teams in the national league that are crying out for a DH teams that are literally sitting amazing hitters because a pitcher has to hit. I mean, I, I hate the Mets, hate the Mets, hate the Mets. They are a team that needs a DH so badly. Johannes Cespedes literally can't play the field. He's an unbelievable fielder, but that guy can't stay healthy. If he DH, he'd be fine. There's a lot of teams out there that need it. Think about the Phillies, and this segues me right into my next point here. The Phillies, they're paying Harper all this money. Yeah, he's a great outfielder, but there's days where he needs to DH. You can't just risk him getting hurt in the field. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And that goes into my last point of there's, there's three major stars that – Need to carry these teams this year. Bryce Harper's one of them. Mm-hmm. And then Stanton and Judge. They're they're coincide together. They're the dub, the new Bash brothers. We haven't seen a full healthy season from both of Judge and Stanton together. So in a 60-game season, those three guys, the three like biggest power hitters of the league, need to carry their teams this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be something to watch, and and I'm excited for it. I like that a
0: lot funny that you brought that up because you look across the other major leagues, LeBron James and a couple, you know, Kevin Durant got hurt. But LeBron James and and James Harden, these guys are the goats of their team who are relied on to play great in and out, day in, day out. And they, right. don't, they don't get hurt. And these guys in baseball got to stay healthy, bro. They got to yep. stay healthy, man. They yep. need to be relied on like other big names and other big leagues. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in baseball as often, but. I feel like you should compared to the other yeah. leagues. It's tough. And Even that's something. Football, that it... Right.
1: Like I'm picturing a contact yeah. sport, dude. They're back yeah. in two weeks. They're back in two weeks. Yeah.
2: dislocated his knee. He was back in two weeks. Yes, you have the,
1: exactly. You have the nightmares like Ben Roethlisberger or an ACL tear or God forbid a, um, um, the guy from the Redskins. Oh my God. I can't picture, you know, you have a nightmare injury that sends you out for the season, but like they're back in two, three
2: weeks.
0: Alex, I'll I'll about
2: Alex. You about Alex Smith, man. Come on. All right, we'll go Joe
0: Namath. We'll go Joe Namath for you. Always has a soft spot for me, Alex Smith. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to
1: I didn't mean to push pins. There. Yeah, Nasmith, whatever. Yeah.
0: Damn. Funny. Yeah.
1: Fundy uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Fired us up for the for baseball this season. Fired up the podcast. I hope people are super oh, yeah. excited, super stoked about baseball. Any lasting points out of you? Any any lasting
2: thoughts? We got a ton of good stuff here for sure. Last thing, and lasting the last time. No. Oh no. Hey, I'm recurring guest, Fundy here couple things do you want to plug, boys? It's almost Friday. Almost Friday. We've got Man, some this things. Is be dropping on Friday. This is going to be dropping on Friday. They'll be listening Our, on Friday. What a Friday we're going to have. I mean, we just have an unbelievable all-star lineup every Friday. Coming at you hot. Steamrolling you right in the weekend. Plugging that. Marbles. Chopping block. What else is there to say? Friday is free parking's day. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Next, boys. Baseball's back. I'm excited. Sports are back. Normalcy's almost here. Don't even want to get into the second wave. Not talking about it. Don't care. Boys, we need sports. I'm losing my freaking mind here with no sports every day of my life. Need it. I need you're it. you Your guest up.
1: You know who's absolutely terrified right now? DraftKings. Mm. They're fucking (laughs) terrified of you right now. Dude, they are so – they're shaking in their boots because they know not only baseball is back, but Fundy is back. At Fundy Fundy. 2 on DraftKings, whatever your account name is, that user is about to come back and just rake their bank accounts. Yes, sir. Verbal
2: verbal meme, Undertaker rising from the dead in the casket. (laughs) Eyes. Fundy's DraftKings account. Amazing! he's back, guys. Want to thank you for having for having me on here. Always a pleasure. Always down. And as always, boys.
1: You're another send off.
2: Party! Let's go. Let's open and have yourselves a great Friday.
1: I can't believe you slugged the black cherry ones, dude. They look disgusting.
2: My well, I, I love looks the like clear
0: one. Here. It looks, it like, looks like, here. like
1: yeah. Looks like medicine. Gone. Oh, well, leakage! Air funds. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These are so bad. It's <laughs> so
2: bad, dude. Oh, Who buys God. them for you? Why do you just get the clear ones, dude? I've had the black cherry ones at my house for like a month now. Staring at the last two, and I'm like, I gotta get rid of them. Somebody got you a 24 case or something, right? You,
1: they're stuck in the back of the fridge.
2: Yeah, back
0: on the warm floor. We're together in the first couple weeks of July. There better be copious amounts of ices that are thrown around.
2: Oh, my God. It's going to be a
0: problem. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. That's for damn sure. Funny peace out, dog. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Love you guys.
2: Love you, time, bro.
1: So we got a little sidetracked with an amazing, set, like, amazing sidetrack. Fondy hopped in to talk baseball. Let's go back to football, though. We ended our conversation with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Another reason the Dallas Cowboys are in the news is Jamal Adams – all-pro safety for the New York Jets has requested a trade. He's obviously not happy in New York. He wants a new contract. He's becoming a star player in the league. He doesn't like the organization, and he wants out of New York. He's still under contract for a little bit of term, but the Dallas Cowboys, amongst other teams, are on his like requested list. I didn't know you could really do this. His requested list of teams he wants to move to, and obviously he has all these teams on his request. The Cowboys, the Ravens, the Texans, which is questionable, the Chiefs. Eagles 49ers Seahawks and after the fact the Buccaneers came out as a team that he requested so you have a ton of Super Bowl contenders in there I don't know if they have the space to move to get Jamal Adams and the Jets really are being stubborn and they don't seem to want to give up Jamal Adams they have him for a couple more years on his rookie contract. Out of all the teams that I think have the capability to get him, from my research, it looks like the Dallas Cowboys have the best chance. With some, with some space, as C.D. Lamb's under his rookie deal, if they can keep Dak under franchise tag, they could move and get Jamal Adams for some term. And he, He's been psyched about it for, for a while. Um, I like him leaving the Jets, dude. I, I
0: like him leaving the Jets. I have two things here and, and, and hear me out because I think they're, they're pretty viable. W- number one is Joe Douglas came from the Eagles, super bowl winning assistant GM, whatever he was directly below Howie. How does he go to the jets and basically lose Le'Veon basically lose Jamal Adams lose a ton of guys. Uh, I believe Robbie Anderson as well uh, mm-hmm. is another good guy. How is Joe Douglas not succeeding. Does that truly show that Howie was the guy for the Eagles and Joe was just kind of there shadowing or or what? And then the second thing here is I saw a lot on Instagram where all these all these analysts are like, you know, Jamal Jamal Adams liked the Cowboys post. Jamal Adams liked the Eagles post with him in a uniform. Dude, if the Eagles posted a picture of me edited beautifully in a in a in a midnight green jersey, I'd like the picture. It doesn't mean I'm going there. I would like the picture because it's he a has picture no of me. He, he has no say. He has no say He's got no say, dude. He he's has got no, no say. say. So address the address the Joe Douglas thing for me.
1: There's no rumors, right, surrounding him liking a picture. It's not like he, yeah, exactly. He's not like he has an opportunity to sign with them. It's not like he's an Eagles fan, right? Of course, you'd like the picture of you edited sickly in any team's uniform, exactly. right? The Steelers actually put up a Steelers account, put up a funny mock-up. It was a horrible rendering of him in a Steelers uniform. It's like <laughs> I think I think he's coming here, and it was like it was like the NFL Steelers jersey <laughs> over top of just a normal Jets picture of him. But to go back to your. Joe Douglas, point, I think it doesn't show bad on Joe Douglas. I think it shows bad on the Jets coaching staff and the systems that they're putting in place. Apparently, which is obvious, uh, Hammond tweeted it out actually just just today. There's a rumor that multiple players are unhappy with Adam Gase as the head coach of the Jets. No duh. No duh. They're not happy with Adam Gase, the head coach of the Jets. Who would be, right? I wasn't happy with them picking him up as the head coach, right? I, I really didn't like him in Miami. Why? I don't really see him as a leader, focal point of the team. He doesn't seem like a rah-rah guy that you're in a route around. No matter what his X's and O's are, he just is kind of a coordinator type, right? I don't I do see him as a true leader um, that can vibe with these young NFL stars. Joe Douglas, I don't see him at fault. Uh, okay. I don't see him. Well, I, I don't see him at fault. I mean, he's also, oh, he's also making a smart decision, right? Well, you got a guy on a rookie contract for another two, three years, man. Yeah, he's going to be unhappy, but he's on a rookie contract, right? It's just what happens at the NFL. You come in, you sign a two, three, four, five-year deal as a, at a rookie number. You're good. You get good. It's what happens. If the guy's unhappy, wait two years, and then you can sign wherever you want for a buco bucks. But I think on top of that, the problem is the coaching staff, the culture, Darnold being hurt, them not winning, being beat by the Patriots year after year, him not being treated the way he wants to be treated in New York on a day-to-day granular level. I don't think it's Joe's fault. I think it's more about Jets overall, whether it's head coaching or just the organization as as a whole, their fault.
0: Absolutely. So. To to all those points, that makes perfect sense. The coaching staff plays a huge role because they're the ones that are directly with the players. Joe Douglas did a great job and got Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. So let's give him props for that. Uh, you know, one thing, uh, I, a little bit of insider info here, because uh, I'm close with someone who's close with Joe Douglas, who's close with his cousin, who's close with his plant, who's close with his yep, brother. Yep. His you know I mean?
1: uncle's aunt's cousin, the second cousin. Exactly.
0: exactly. Yep, yep. Insider information, Le'Veon Bell le- before last season didn't show up to one. Training camp, one team dinner, got fined seventeen thousand dollars per miss. Missed almost every single one, Deves, and didn't care. Said, "Find me, whatever." That shows that that's not a Joe Douglas problem. That shows that that is definitely a coaching staff problem for sure.
1: It's even deeper than that. Like it's, you can't even point Joe Douglas. Like I think it's just a system organizational issue. You look at the Patriots, right? They don't have those issues. They don't have that culture. That's the culture that they have. Um, and to say the Steelers don't have that culture, they had two bad eggs. They had two bad eggs with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Other than that, man, it seems like guys are very happy playing there. It seems like guys are very happy playing with the Eagles. I think it's a system organizational issue that players don't want to play for the Jets. They're cashing a paycheck. They're not. They're not going out there to bleed black and green. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care about the fan base. I don't care about the MetLife state. There's no rah-rah around the Jets. They're there to cash a paycheck in GTFO because they're going to get their thing pummeled in the AFC East. And who are they playing for? Who are they playing for? Themselves. Themselves. Agreed. Agreed. Play for more. The Steelers pay for more. The Cowboys play for more. The Eagles play for more. A <laughs> hey, that's, a play that's a fact. There's nothing that they're playing for. They're not playing for each other. They're not playing for their city. They're not playing for their fans. They're playing for themselves. And if Jamal Adams had his way, he'd be gone tomorrow. Yeah. But he's under contract, and we're in this little dispute where I think he's going to remain a Jet unless somebody put a deal in place. Now, different than other sports, different than other sports, I feel like the NFL is difficult to trade in. I feel like it's difficult to trade in. Uh, I think you need a lot of pieces to trade for, especially all pro safety. Who's going to be in this league for a long time. The Steelers s- traded for Mega Fitzpatrick earlier last year. They had to send a first round pick for it. First round picks big in the NFL where the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, maybe not the NBA, but the NHL and the MLB, you can send a, a pick. You can send picks here and there, man. They, they don't pan out for four or five years. Who knows if they're going to be legit. You're losing a starter when you send a first round pick for Jamal Adams. Is he worth the first round plus more cuz I think they're going to want more for him? Then you got to sign him for more money. It's just it's a complex situation that that New York is in right now.
0: Agreed. Everything you said I, I do agree with.
1: Last bit of NFL news here. Uh, we are going to talk about the coronavirus. The NFL PA's lead medical advisor, I guess their lead doctor, he stressed that players should not be working out with each other at this time. Now, that, that came out of late. You've seen throughout the offseason as restrictions have reduced. Tom Brady's pra- practicing with his new team at private workouts. There's a high school here actually probably 25 minutes away from me that they're at a field throwing balls around. The Steelers got together. I saw... It was Ben Roethlisberger with Juju, James Conner. All their boys were practicing together. The Eagles had one. I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz was in Texas with Jalen Rieger. Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, right? So guys are getting together before the official camp starts. NFLPA doctor stresses that they should not be doing that right now due to just you know a second, not a second wave, but increased coronavirus cases. Of late, of you know, yeah, yesterday Tom Brady and the Bucks are doing it anyway. What's your take here, Bush? What's your take about you know them not heeding the NFLPA's warning and, and still practicing?
0: OK, so throughout this entire process, we've been constrained and we've been, you know, I, and for lack of better words, like oppressed because of this virus. We're not allowed to do certain things, not allowed okay. to go certain places. We're locked down, bro. You've controlled us enough. Okay. You've controlled us enough. And these guys in the NFL have money to make in a league that they know is integral. These players know how much this league means to America. They want to be the best they can be. They want to go out there and win a Super Bowl. Let them do their thing, dude. Coronavirus is now a sports injury. Let them get injured for three months, whatever. It's on them. They understand that it's an injury now. It's not a, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to die now. It's an injury and you're going to be out.
1: And I think what you see here with a lot of the organizations, leagues, player associations, the statements that they're coming out with in the, you know, not restrictions, but recommendations, it's a legality thing, right? The NFLPA is coming in with a legality thing. If they don't say this and one of their players gets sick and, you know, possibly even worsely injured because of the coronavirus, they have the chance to probably go back and pursue legal action against the player association i think it's a it's a legality thing more of a recommendation i have to say this or i'll get fired yes that's my take on this because the nfl the entire time has been very very adamant that this season is returning they came out with a statement recently they are doing everything humanly possible in their power there's any league that has the dollar backing to get this thing done is the national football league they're going to have testing they're going to have temperature screening they're going to have all the hotel rooms they need if they have to go into a bubble system, which they're talking about not doing, they're going to be able to do every buy as many footballs as they need so that they're never using the same football ever again. They're going to be able to do everything to get this thing done, and I think they're just putting that out there as a blanket statement so that if somebody does get hurt, which, again, we have our opinions on that, they are covered.
0: You've mentioned this in a previous episode, Deaver, where you compared X to the largest companies and corporations in America. When you look at the major sports league, to me, NFL is Amazon. NFL has unlimited resources, virtually unlimited money. What they need to get done, they will get done. And that is a fact. NFL will return. NFL will be still number one on TV. It will still be number one attendance. It is the cream of the crop. I love the NFL, and I can't wait for them to be back.
1: Yep, and barring a meteor, knock on water, an alien invasion. They're, they're gonna be playing September 10th, first game, Texans Chiefs, Thursday night football. Damn right. See you there. Let's
0: go. Let's go, dude. I'm, I'm, fired, fired, off. I'm fired. I'm
1: fired off fine. about it.
0: Yeah, dude. So That's
1: it. as we as we talk about that, one last thing I want to mention. The BGA tour. Golf is back. Golf has been back. The th- third week back, I guess. They're at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut this week. Today we had a little, it was it, today's Wednesday. June 24th, we had a little scare this afternoon, right? This morning, several players have withdrawn from the Travelers Championship. The list is Brooks Kepka, Chase Kepka, his younger brother, Webb Simpson, Graham McDowell, and Cam Champ. Now, I think only one of those players, I believe Cam Champ is the only player to be diagnosed with COVID-19. The rest of their caddies or somebody part of their group where they just withdrew due to concerns, have withdrawn from the Travelers Championship. After this happened this earlier this morning, PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan decided to host a press conference, or he was already hosting a press conference, but it became more national news at 2.30. I was kind of shaking in my boots that we'd have bad news from Jay at 2.30. What Jay said was exactly what we need every league's commissioner to say, and what you and I have talked about on previous podcasts, right? You and I have talked about, it's going to happen, man. People are going to have positive tests, whether you're an NBA player, whether you're an NHL player. I, now I see them pop up.
0: The,
1: the media and Instagram and, and Twitter want to make it like a, a, a scare, right? Austin Matthews coronavirus, um, Novak Djokovic, coronavirus. Um, you know, they're gonna pop up like that. Yeah, I, I have, I've had the flu before. I'm not comparing it to the flu, but like we all know somebody at this point probably who's had the coronavirus who's been affected by the coronavirus. It's gonna happen. 14 days. It's a high ankle sprain. Get him out of the system. Get him away from everybody else. Make sure everybody else is tested and safe, and you got to keep moving forward. And that's what the tour is going to do. They they have been the cornerstone in restarting sports in America. They have a very extensive plan to return to play, and they wanted to be the first one back to show the other sports kind of – they're going to be the beginning thing. They're going to show them how it, how it goes. Guess what? They tried it for three weeks. They got to get tighter and they'll get tighter. And that's what Jay came out and said. He's they're going to get tighter. Players and Canada are going to be even more separate. They're going to be even more, you know, even more tests, temperature screening, staffing is going to get even more reduced. Like they're going to do everything. They're going to adapt and change, but they're going to keep moving forward. and And that is the best, best news possible, because if we shell again as a country, as sports, there's going to be major, major issues, and and they're going to keep pushing forward, even though the going's going to get tough. The, the tough's going to get going. I'm I'm really excited about what he said at 2:30
0: today. You hit the nail on the head, Deaver. I, I mean, I, I don't have much to add because you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's a it's a catalyst and and a good leadership decision what he did today, and a, and a great example for the other leagues. And and you, for the most part, I mean, you covered everything else I would want to say. The other cool one today that came out of the PJ Tour, and I
1: told you to give me a call when you could because I was so excited to tell you about it, is there's a company out there called Whoop. W h o o p. Whoop. whoop. Uh, I whoop. saw their tweet. I saw their tweet. Whoop. I saw their tweet and replied. Whoop. There it is. And they actually liked my tweet. The verified. Oh. Verified. Whoop. Yeah. Um, whoop is a fitness tracker, a fitness and health tracker. I compare it similar to Fitbit, but it sounds like it's a lot more diesel than Fitbit. The PGA Tour has actually given a wristband to all of their players and caddies, I believe. I don't know the exact figure, but hundreds of these wristbands have gone out. High-end technology that actually tracks everything down to your breathing. And what they have discovered is they have been able – I'm almost picturing it like a music sheet, right? And being able to cue in on a certain note. And that is actually the reading of your respiratory system when you have the coronavirus and you're asymptomatic. And they can cue in on somebody's asymptomatic response as early as – like. The first day they have the coronavirus, right? You can't even test, I believe, up to four to seven days after you're exposed to the coronavirus to see if you're positive. They can tell a day after due to just your breathing. And you could be totally fine walking around absolutely normal. Now, these things are super expensive. I mean, it's not the entire country is going to have these yet. But they seem to have one of the you know magic bullets here for sports to return is give everybody one of these. And you can tell very, very early on and potentially prevent others being exposed by having this whoop, whoop bracelet. Whoop.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of ESPN, uh, old-time boomer. Chris Berman. Whoop. Chris Berman, whoop. yep. Whoop. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's a hell of a piece of equipment. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you had me call you earlier about that. That was definitely good news to hear. I was What's telling the first my dad. Thing to... you about? The first thing we, we
1: looked at, I, I was like, Bush, let me know if they're a public company. Because today was the first day it happened. I'm like, I'm going to buy stock in them. And we yeah. found out they're a privately held company. The same privately held company who holds DraftKings,
0: right? DraftKings, Earnest, um, and, a, and a couple other big time companies. Uh, so I was talking to Deaver today on the course with my dad about it. He goes, what? I'm like, you heard of a Fitbit, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of Fitbit. I'm like, all right, imagine that. And you wear it for a day, and the next day it tells you if you have coronavirus now. He goes, how the hell does that work? And I said, see? I was like, that's why it's a good product, man, because no one knows about it yet, and it's cruising under the radar. And if you could buy stock in it, we would have a ton of shares right now. But you can't. But you can't. Can we invest?
1: Possibly you. Possibly. <laughs> That's where I Got you with the movie code. I finally <laughs> answered one. So, a, a beautiful podcast. Honestly, amazing podcast. Uh, so happy to have Fundy on. A lot of great news. We're getting back out of the kind of COVID scare where there's a lot of unknowns. Now there's not too many unknowns. We're we're, we're prodding forward. You see the PGA Tour making big steps today. We're talking to NFL. You know NFL contract n- negotiations. Wrapping the entire thing up, a good news story of the week and a, a beautiful feel-good story of the week. It hits close to home. The Philadelphia Flyers forward, Oscar Limblom, who was diagnosed earlier this year with a rare blood cancer, has finally got back on the ice with his team. Um, the guy's still undergoing treatments, but he's well enough to skate, and I think he was on the ice for almost about 45 minutes with his team. We posted a video on our Instagram. Check out at Free Parking Pod. Amazing stuff to watch. They've already came out and said that he will not play in the resumed season. The NFL's you know kind of twenty-four team playoff that they're coming back with. He has, still has some, uh, some, some treatments to still undergo. But man, if if you can get a diagnosed with a rare blood cancer, go through your treatments as hard as he has, and, and be back on the ice at this point. I mean, maybe it's about six, seven months later. Amazing, amazing stuff he's doing.
0: For sure firsthand i've experienced through uh one of my teammates in high school who was diagnosed with uh with a cancer as well saw him go through the treatment saw him lose his hair we all shaved our heads for him you know just like we all did for oscar oscar strong right and yep. uh you know and he powered through came back got his starting spot right back and 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 got a d1 scholarship so it can be done oscar can do it uh and and, and i love to see that man it's very exciting I think this is just going to
1: boomerang the Flyers, man. It's t- it's time to keep the foot on the gas for Oscar. He's not done his fight, and we're still rooting for him. Oscar Oscar strong. So he's got a couple more pieces to go before he's you know out of the woods. But at the same time, man, it's got to feel so good for his teammates to see him back there. I feel like the f- piece of the Flyers were kind of lost when he you know unexpectedly left the lineup at that point. Now they have a 24-game season. They're winning it for Oscar the entire time. And at this point, he's wearing a jersey, skating next to him at practices every once in a while. That's got to feel so good because there's that is kind of out of your head. You're pulling for him, but you see him. He's there. He's your he's he's their brother. Um, so will we see another push when the NHL returns? I hope so. I believe so. Bush, amazing episode thirty nine. I can't think of a player who has number thirty nine. I can't. Th- I'm not even gonna try. Right, <laughs> dude. I think I was number thirty nine in high school baseball. I'm really? not kidding. I'm not kidding. Let me find the picture. That's gonna be. We'll put that up. That's gonna be the picture. I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, I got a couple good ones for you here, thieves. Go ahead, Dwight Howard. Where? <laughs> Dwight Howard. Where? And Dwight Dwight Howard. Go ahead. <laughs> Dwight Howard and Jeremy Grant, who's play for the Sixers. None of which, none of which are like, oh damn, that's dude. That's cool. I would,
1: I, I would even call them good ones.
0: Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Love y'all. Peace out, everybody.